When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the show. Now, would you pay more than $100 to sit for 12 hours and listen to a man who claims the world is run by lizard aliens? <laughs> well, that's not all. Former British TV sports presenter David Icke is telling the audience on his Aussie tour that he believes the moon is a gigantic spacecraft and 9-11 was a conspiracy theory. David joins us now. David, good morning to you. Good morning. You know why they're doing it? Because they've got a mind of their own and they've taken the self-respect to look at the detail and, and then think, that makes some sense, mm. I'm going to know more. That's why. They're intelligent people. They being mm. the people who pay all that money to come and see you talk. I talked for 12 hours and mm. all that money, there's a whole team has come across the world to put this on. Mm. And um, I will swap what you earn with what I earn any day of the week. Mm. Okay? What's the um, go with aliens then? Probably, I think, the world's most well-known conspiracy theorist. He uh, calls himself a full-time investigator into who and what is really controlling the world. Author of 20 books, Wikipedia tells me there's DVDs, there's tons of, of stuff online, lots of YouTube. David has some incredible theories about what's really going on in the world that the rest of us are too blind to see because we've been successfully enslaved by... Well, by humanoid reptile aliens, okay? I've said it. Um, he may have popped up in your social media feed a little while ago. He, he, he went on the Today Show. I don't know why Carl and Lisa decided to have a guest on the Today Show that neither of them liked or was interested in, that they both clearly thought was an idiot. I don't know why they took the opportunity to gang up on someone who's a pretty easy target. Uh, but this is how that all panned out. This is David Icke on the Today Show recently. There was a time when the Earth did not have a moon. What, shipped in by trucks or something? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, nice one. Well, like, I mean, if, if you're going to have if, these if it, theories, it, you it, need it, to actually explain you, the you, theory you, behind you, your you, theory. You've just said, so how does that move? How does spacecraft move? You're the one with the theory, not me. Yeah. You don't even know what my theories are. You, you think you, that the you, moon is a hollowed out... this morning by, a, by a, a researcher. You don't know what my theory well, is. I'm, I'm trying to understand it on behalf of the audience well, so they can understand it. So you, you get very defensive about all this, don't you? Um, is that, is no, I get exasperated. I get exasperated because the mainstream media and most of human society looks at the world down the wrong end of no, a no, telescope. No, I love it. I love, I love these theories, but, but uh, I'm not... Therefore, but I'm not, it's like... It, no, but got, I'm not slugging people 100 bucks to listen to my rubbish. Do you know what I mean? 
you know what I mean? You know the yeah. Huh? Wow, that's brilliant, mate. Well done. No, no, I'm just... That's the mainstream. No, no. That's the mainstream. I, no, you I, don't know it's rubbish. No. You've never read a book. You, you won't come and see the talk and okay. see it all put together. Well, you tell us. You tell us. Who are the aliens? Is Vladimir Putin an alien? Well, Lisa, don't get too aggressive. This is, this is a joke. <laughs> oh, no, this is an absolute but is no, Come on. It's, it's fine. I'll tell you what. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be getting angry. I'll tell you what. Why are you getting so angry? I'll tell you what's always a joke. Because it's so serious to wear human society. Yeah, but you've got to defend what you're saying. Is Look, for my part, I thought he was a really nice guy when I met him, a very sweet person, and I can't be bothered having people on my podcast that I don't like, or I can't be bothered having people on for the sole purpose of tearing them down and trying to prove I'm smarter than them, so I'm happy to let David just tell you his story and tell you what he thinks and tell you why he thinks it. Sorry, that's my dog snuffling in the background. Um, I recorded this somewhere else, luckily, so there's no dog snuffling to be heard in this conversation. David Icke, conspiracy theorist, just here's a tiny taste of what he reckons. Open your mind, just take a deep breath. Now they're playing. Why? They haven't been doing this all afternoon. As soon as I hit record... Maybe it's a conspiracy. Maybe they're aliens. I don't know. I'm Michelle. I'm Michelle Laurie, owner of Naughty Dogs, and this is the Nitty Gritty Committee: Stories of the Guts and the Glory of Life. In this episode, I think a man who, if nothing else, is gutsy, David Icke. So what they do is manipulate our world via certain family bloodlines, um, which operate within our frequency band. And we call these uh, royalty. We call them often world leaders. We call them those that control the banking system, those that control the major corporations. And, and let's ask this question about, about royalty. First of all, I, I, I'm, I'm forever shocked that Australia uh, and New Zealand and the rest of the Commonwealth countries still has a lady 13,000 miles yeah. away as their head of state. Uh, but, but let's ask why she is. She is head of state in Australia and in Britain and all these other countries for one reason, because of her genetics. If she, if she was uh, another uh, genetic, she might be cleaning the throne, not sitting on it. That is how mad it is. So why do they claim this difference, this special nature of their genetics? Why has, um, throughout history, those that have, uh, like Chinese emperors... Why did they claim the right to be emperor? Because of their genetic descendants from the serpent gods. Why do you have the same story in the Zulu? But the point is, this is the question. Why do um, royal families and um, aristocracy, why do they claim to be different and above everyone else? Because of their genetics. And what I asked was, why? What is it about these genetics that, that, that makes them feel they're so different? And when you break it down after 26 years and you talk to people, ancient and, and, uh, and uh, modern uh, accounts, you realize that it's because they claim to have a different genetics because there is another force. And very quickly, that's why they incessantly interbreed with each other. Not everyone who is in a position of power is, is one of these bloodlines. I mean, I, I reckon f about 4 to 5%. 
of the population from these bloodlines. These bloodlines of shape-shifting uh, they, they, they re- reptilian... They, they are hybrids of part, part human, part reptilian. Right. But again, to, do, to understand that, there's a whole backstory about the nature of reality. For two and a half hours in section two of these events, I talk about the illusory nature of reality. We're sitting here now, we're standing here now, whatever we're doing... And this seems so solid, but it can't be. Quantum physics has proved it's not solid. Therefore, when people talk about shape-shifting, they say you can't shift from a physical form to a physical form and back again. And the first person to say, I agree, is me. The point is there is no physical. It's the illusion of physicality. That Physicality is supposed to be made up of atoms. Atoms are empty. They have no solidity. Proven, provable oh. fact. Therefore, when you're talking about shape-shifting, it's not a, um, a physical shift because there is no physical. It's actually an energetic information shift. And therefore, it's much more malleable because it's like take, it's a Wi-Fi, take a Wi-Fi field with a certain amount of information in it and take another Wi-Fi field with a different type of information in it. Mm-hmm. When, when your computer... Um, decodes the first information you see what that information is let's say a human but if that field shifted so the other one becomes the dominant one now you are um your computer is decoding that information which is which would look different say reptilian and what we're doing and this is more and more uh, the, the cutting edge of even mainstream science these things we call bodies are actually biological computers. We are decoding information like the computer decodes Wi-Fi. So a shape shift is not a physical shift. There's no physical. It's a shift between one energetic information field within the DNA uh, hard drive to another. Now, most of the time, all the time in public, the human field is the one that, that is the dominant one. So when we see these people, we see human. But when that inf- that shifts, o- often during, well, almost always uh, during uh, rituals that they do, and I've spoken to endless people around the world who've attended the rituals and seen it, they shift into another form because the information uh, uh, energetic field of the hybrid DNA has shifted. So can I just interrupt to ask a question? So I would know if I were a reptilian shapeshifter. You would if you were one that was at the level I'm talking about. Right. But, I mean, let, let's not forget this. You know... One of the great influences of um, human behavior, the great points of influence in everybody, um, is called the reptilian brain. And the great cosmologist Carl Sagan wrote a book called The Gods of Eden about the impact of reptilian genetics on human behavior. Maybe we can then get down into uh, areas that people can immediately relate to. Yeah, great. Uh, This force that I'm talking about, working through these bloodlines. And, you know, after um, people uh, started to reject um, over royal dictatorship by inheritance, um, these bloodlines went into the dark suit professions of banking and business and politics, etc., and uh, and ownership of corporations. And because this, uh, these bloodlines are about maybe 4 to 5% of the population, to take control... They have to um, centralize decision-making incessantly so that in the end, there's a few people basically around one table dictating to everyone else. And people like um, George Orwell and 
um, Aldous Huxley in Brave New World were not coming purely from their imagination. They were coming from an understanding of this projected agenda. That's fascinating because just to fill listeners in, they are the two books that are held up as being so... um, Prophetic. Prophetic about the future that we're heading towards. When they were written... Brave New World was uh, published in 1932. 1984 was published in 1948. And here's a point. And at the time, they were like, they're ridiculous fantasies, but they seem to be coming true. So here's the question. Why have they been so unbelievably accurate? Mm. Because they weren't coming purely from their imagination. They were coming from an understanding of where this was going. They knew each other. I've got Holders Huxley uh, taught uh, French to... um, uh, uh, to uh, Orwell at the Elite Eaton College. So why didn't the reptilians kill them if they were out there telling everyone what's really going on? Because there's 7 billion people on the planet and there are um, a, a relative handful that are in full knowledge of what's going on. They have to do it from the hidden. And what they have done is incessantly centralised power in every area of our lives. For many decades now, it's been given a name, globalisation. Look at the world. Look at corporations. Look at the trade agreements and the power they're giving to corporations. Look at the centralisation of politics. Is the internet involved? Well, I I go into the internet big time um, in these talks and put it into context. The internet is very much part of it. But again, there's a backstory to, to uh, talk about before uh, what, what I would talk about would make can, any sense. But, but let's look at the internet. But can I, can I just ask you, because I know that's a big one. Yeah. Can, we, can we get around to, like, say, the American election, the current election? Right. I believe you have some thoughts about that. Um, okay, well, well we... let, let, let's, let's bring it down even further to, to, uh, to, to politics, okay? Let's look at how politics works. um, America's a free country, right? Australia's a free country, right? Okay, let's see how free we are. Uh, Britain's a free country. I heard it. I Mm -hmm. read it somewhere. Um, This is how politics works. You, in every country, and this is systematic. This is how the structure's been made to happen. In any country, you overwhelmingly have one of two parties to choose from um, to become the government. Sometimes three, overwhelmingly two. Um, So um, you vote for party A, uh, and they get into government. You don't like what they do. So come an election, you have one choice to get rid of party A, and that's to vote for party B. Party B gets in and they don't change anything. Uh, it goes on the same. So when you come to the next election, the only way of getting rid of party B is to vote for party A. Do you know something? I spoke in Ukraine. This is how crazy it is. I spoke in Ukraine in 2011. And in 2004 in Ukraine, there was something called the Orange Revolution, where they threw out a president for corruption. When I went back in 2011, that guy was now the president again. And you know why? Because they put another guy in as a result of the revolution. They didn't like what he did. So the only way of getting rid of him was to vote for the other party. And the other party was still headed by the guy they threw out in the revolution. So he's now elected back in. This is the madness of it. And the point is this, if you go, um, if you look at the American structure, uh, it's, it's classic, but it's the same everywhere. Under Bush, uh, you had a group of people around him, uh, which were acknowledged in the mainstream media called the neocons or neoconservatives. Yep. These were the people that took over the Pentagon and many other parts of government when Bush came in. Neocons. These were the hawks who were very desperate to go to war. Exactly. In Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah, and they, they drove it. Yeah, You're they right. Yeah. They drove it. Now, in the um, Democratic Party, 
Um, you have a similar group, which I call the Democons. This is people like the, the billionaire George Soros, a big new Brzezinski, Jimmy Carter's former national security advisor, etc. Um, now, um, the Democons were dictating the, the Bush administration. Uh, sorry, the neocons were um, dominating the Bush administration. The Democons have dominated the Obama administration. And Obama could not have claimed more that he was about change and being different. But it's gone on the same. Why? This is the point. You go back one step into the shadows from the neocons and the democons, and they answer to the same force. So whoever's in power, that same force is in power. So when we look at what we have now, we have a choice between two freaking psychopaths. But I've been uh, investigating Hillary Clinton and the Clintons since the early 1990s. The story is extraordinary. Many people have come out and, uh, and, and written books from the inside. Of course, they don't get anywhere with it. Yeah. And then you look at Trump. The idea that he's an anti-establishment candidate is ludicrous. Yeah. I watched his speech the other day. He's talking about getting rid of ISIS and we'll do it quickly. Getting rid of this and we'll do it quickly. Not a single word on how it's supposed to be done. So are these people, uh, Clinton and Trump, reptilian humanoids or are they just puppets and answering to the shadowy figures well this is the thing this is the thing with politics you get the few um who who are of this bloodline and you get the 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 many who are just puppets Uh, uh, clinton's bloodline big time trump i have no idea oh absolutely but trump i have no idea i get i get a reptile feel about the clintons and i'm not being a smart ass you look at it you had um reagan father bush when Father Bush was president. Yes. Uh, then you, you had two terms of that. Yeah. And then Father Bush had an official third term yeah. when he was president. He hands over then to two terms of Clinton. Um, who hand, he, he then hands over to two terms of Bush. Then we have Obama in here. Now Clinton's going for it. Yeah. There's 300 million people yeah, in America. Well, they're all dynasties. You know, the Eastern Establishment families, as they call them in the United States, um, interbreed. Absolutely as incessantly as, as royalty ever has. Well, I tell you what, I tell you what the future looks like if, if we don't get our asses in gear. Um, it, it, it would make George Orwell wince. We need to stop cooperating with the system. All right, so what should we do? How can we fight this? What do we need to do? We need to do what Gandhi talked about, what Martin Luther King talked about. Stop obeying laws that are simply there to enslave us. Because if we don't, nothing's going to change. How can it? You know, a few people... Uh, in, 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 in Parliament, say that we've had a discussion, this is what we're going to do. If people say, oh, I don't like it, but we better, we better obey them, well, what's going to happen? We're going to be enslaved uh, uh, completely. Look at, look at where it's going. More and, and, uh, more, and more uh, surveillance, more and more control, more and more uh, deletion of privacy. Now think on this. What is it going to be like for our kids and grandkids? Because this is only where it is now, not where it's meant to stop. Yeah. You know, and, and, and if, if, if I look at... Um, I look at that crowd uh, during the Trump speech holding their silly buddy uh, placards up and cheering. And, and that, is, that is a religious crowd looking at a messiah. And what am I looking at? I'm looking at a crowd from another party that did the same for Obama who changed nothing. We've got to stop looking to others, especially politicians, to sort this out. We've got to start sorting it out ourselves. You know, if they have a discussion... I mean, what is it, 226 MPs in Canberra, 24 million people, and they're telling 
Australians what to do? Are you kidding? And there's people telling them what to do. I was stunned the other day. I'd never seen it before. When I saw the Prime Minister Turnbull um, having to call the Governor General, Your Excellency, and ask to be signed in as Prime Minister of this country, and then stand at a podium um, having to introduce to be signed in uh, his members of, of his government by, by this representative bloke from, it... from a woman 13,000 miles away. Ritual and tradition is there to... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. More than symbolize uh, to to be a representation of where the real power is. We've just got a new prime minister in Britain, yeah. not elected, of course, except by our own party. Or even, in fact, not even elected by our own party, the way it turned out, called Theresa May. And there's a picture um, on, uh, on on the Internet, you can see, where she's introduced to the Queen and she's curtsying. The Queen isn't. The prime minister of Britain, the previous one, uh, Cameron, when he met the Queen... He was bowing like, like, like some courtier. He's the elected leader of the country. That, that ritual, that curtsy, that um, bow, that symbolises where the real power is, and it's not with the elected people. I mean, how can you have... You, you say that the Prime Minister of, of, of Australia has the power when, when he has to kowtow and your excellency and stand up for your excellency, and it's ludicrous. Hello! Jackie? Yes? Have you ever read a book, closed the final page, wanted to throw it across the room, jump out of your chair and yell, I can't believe it! Yes! Have you ever read a book and cringed so much you had to ice your eyelids afterwards? Yes, this is going to be fun. Mamma Mia is bringing Book Club back. We're going to bring you crime, drama, bestsellers... So when you close the last page, you can plug into us and press play for some book chat. It starts July 24, and for the full list of books, hit the Mamma Mia Podcast Network Facebook page. Mamma Mia Book Club. Subscribe in iTunes or your podcast app and join the club. <laughs> you dag. <laughs> one, one of the things uh, that, that people can do is stop voting. Because if it's a farce and you, you're being... You see, voting is only uh, freedom if you're given a choice. And if you're not given a choice, that is not a free act because you're choosing from two masks on the same face. But won't we end up with the worst possible mask every time if we don't vote? Aren't we just slowing things down a little, at least by voting? 
if we stop voting, it's a um, mess. Yeah, the, the well, worst politicians well, on, in Australia second. will be running. Hold, hold it. on a second. Do you think turning this stuff back is going to be easy? No. no. Do you think it, there's not going to be a transition period when, it, when, 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 when there's upheaval? Of course there is. Yeah. But you, you have your question. Are, are we going to keep on kowtowing, yes, sir, no, sir, three bags full, sir, and, 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 and being forced to vote or be fined? What is that? What is the most basic freedom that anyone can, can have? The freedom not to partake in the system because they don't believe it is fair, just and anything to do with democracy. And that is removed uh, for a lot of people because they face a fine if they don't do so. How many people would really vote in this country uh, if there wasn't a, a, a fine for it? It's outrageous. And, and, and see, things happen. And, and people kind of take them in and get on with their lives. I'm sitting back in England hearing about this no, uh, no benefits if you don't uh, vaccinate your children. And the first word that comes to me is fascism. If, if we are not in control of what goes into our own bodies and our own bodies of our own children, or we will get sanctioned with benefits which we need to survive, that is fascism. It's nothing to do with freedom and democracy. I, and I would say to people, look around you, get the blinkers off, right? Get through the smoke screen and have a look at the scale of control of your lives that the state now has. Can I ask you a question about what is probably the most popular conspiracy theory in inverted right. commas at the moment in the world? CNN did a poll and found that 84% of Americans, last year this was, don't believe that 9-11 happened the way the government says it happened. They don't, they don't go into more detail than that except to say that they don't believe the official line. Now, I don't think it's too much of a stretch of the imagination to be able to draw a very clear line from the September 11 t- attacks all the way through the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq to where we are now where we've got teenagers, Muslim teenagers attacking people in Germany. I can, I can draw that line in two minutes with, with, with great detail. But let, let's start off. Uh, let, let's take a, a breath and have one sobering thought about 9-11. Because what we've had since 9-11 is, and particularly since 2003 and the invasion of Iraq, is global journalistic um, schizophrenia, cognitive dissonance. The people that are now accepted widely to have lied to us about weapons of mass destruction in Iraq to justify a war of slaughter of the innocent and all that's come from it are not only the same agencies, they are the same individuals that gave us the official story of 9-11. Let's not forget that. So what we're um, asked to believe is they, they lied about that to justify a war, but they told the entire truth about 9-11, which started the sequence that led to that war. I mean, hello. Now, um, 9-11. Uh, in September 2000, um, there was a group, we're back to them again, uh, the neocons, um, that included Donald Rumsfeld, who a few months later was going to be um, head of the uh, Pentagon, uh, Paul Wolfowitz, who was going to be his deputy, Dove Zakheim, who was uh, going to uh, control the whole Pentagon budget a few mid- uh, months later, and uh, Dick Cheney, who was in, in fact president of the United States during the Boy Bush years. Um, and they produced a document um, calling for America to fight multiple theater wars to create a series of regime changes. And they named the countries Iraq, Iran, Libya, Syria, etc. Wow. Um, 
And they said in this document in September 2000 that this what they called process of transformation would necessarily be long and slow. And this was the words they used in the document, absent some catastrophic and catalyzing event like a new Pearl Harbor. A few months later, these people came to power with Bush. Nine months after they came to power and um, one year to the month after this document was published, we had what George Bush called at that time the Pearl Harbor of the 21st century. As a result, all Clumsy. these things have happened. But th there's more. <clears throat> In 2007, um, General Wesley Clark, a former a Supreme Commander of NATO, did an interview on an alternative uh, station in America called Democracy Now. You can see it on the Internet, uh, in which he told his story of 9-11. He said a few days after 9-11, he went to the Pentagon. He met Rumsfeld. He met Wolfowitz. And then he met a friend of his, a general of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And um, this general, he said, said to him, we're going to invade Iraq days after 9-11. We're going to invade Iraq. So Clark said, what do you mean we're going to invade Iraq? Why? Is there a connection to 9-11? And the general said, well, no, but maybe we think, you know, we've got to do something. We've got a big military. We better invade someone in response. So anyway, Clark goes away. A few weeks later, he comes back um, to the Pentagon. And by now, America is in Afghanistan. And he met the general again. And he said, why aren't we invading Iraq? I thought we were going to invade Iraq. And he said, the general, uh, general said to him, it's worse than that, sir. He said, and he picked up a piece of paper off his desk and said, I've just had this up from, uh, from upstairs, Rumfeld's office. He said, we're going to attack seven countries in five years. And what were they? They were Libya, Syria, Iraq. And so when you have the exposure of the Bush and Blair administrations lying through their teeth to justify the invasion of Iraq, the reason was this. Iraq was on the list and they had no excuse. They had to, they had to make one up. Now let's go to Libya. That was on the list. That's ticked off. But hold on. By now, it's not Bush and Blair, it's Obama and Cameron. Different people, different parties, same agenda unfolding. And, and, and what, what have they gone on to do? They've gone on to Syria, which is another one on the list. And, and this is how it works. This is how the hidden hand works. And let, let's look at Mohammed Attar, right? This, 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 this extreme Muslim, right, who was the lead hijacker on 9-11. You can see an interview with his white American girlfriend... Uh, where she describes how he was a cocaine addict, how he was um, often uh, blind drunk, and his favorite food was pork. And the, where they got their cocaine from was the Venice uh, airport in uh, Florida, where uh, many of these people, including Attar, were supposed to have learned to fly wide-bodied jets in one-engine Cessnas, because Venice is, uh, airport is a notorious conduit for the CIA drug running operation out of South America, which which Attar was 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 a gopher in. And so this is why his girlfriend said whenever we ran out of cocaine, he went across to Venice Airport and came back with masses of it. Whatever you think about what you've been hearing from David and about David, one thing is undeniably true, and that is that he has sold a lot of tickets to his seminars here in Australia. He's done every capital city. People are really interested in what he has to say. And I think a hundred bucks is a bargain, to be honest, Carl and Lisa. I mean, Taylor Swift stung me 160, and that was a two hour show. This is a 12 hour seminar. A lot of people are undeniably into what David is saying. 
yeah, you've been selling out all over Australia, like thousands of people, and your seminars are like 12 hours long, right? Right. Uh, and I'll tell you why. That's it's not because I like my own voice. Man. It's because um, I'm painting a picture of the world that is completely different from the one we get from cradle to grave through the education system and, and, and all the other sources of information, yeah. which I call the postage stamp consensus because we have a postage stamp consensus of normal, which is downloaded to us from cradle to grave through all these uh, different sources of information, what I call the mainstream everything. Uh, and if I was talking about that world and just a little bit here and a little tinker there, then I could talk in a short time about it because I don't have to explain the world. People live in it. Mm -hmm. But what I'm doing is uh, painting a completely different picture of how the world works, what the uh, uh, sources of uh, power are, not the ones we see, but in, in the hidden. And it, you have to um, uh, explain such a backstory before the one-liner that you hear a lot about me in the media, um, instead of sounding in one line, crazy, mm -hmm. starts to take on context. See, we, we have um, things happen. We have a terrorist event. We have a financial crash, whatever. Um, and if you don't see that in context, you can't understand it. You, you can only understand it in isolation. But, but when you connect it to other things... Okay, let's start with the one-liner, though. Let's start with the headline. Can you explain to us about the moon being an empty spaceship that has reptile aliens in it? Is that the line well, that you think that we that they the headline about you? What you what you've just described is why I speak for twelve hours yeah. or ten hours because the backstory to make um, what you've just described in context is is fantastic. But once it's there. This is why I, I've had such an enormous uh, appreciation at the end of these events in Australia, because by then people have seen A connected to B connected to C connected to D. But if we, if we put this whole thing about non-humans into context, according to mainstream science, the electromagnetic spectrum is 0.005% of what exists in the universe. Um, and visible light, which is the only tiny frequency band within the 0.005% that we can actually see as what we think is a world is, is, is a tiny fraction of that 0.005%. Um, and even within that sliver of frequency that we can see, which science calls visible light, this planet is, compared with the projected uh, size of the universe, equivalent to a billionth of a pinhead. So it's not a case of, is there life? beyond humans it's what life and and are, is it impacting on the world that we are experiencing now I, you know i've been on this road now for 26 years i was a journalist before with the bbc and in newspapers and radio and, and television um and in that 26 years you don't come across some great revelation and then put it out you add information and add information and add information from ancient and modern sources until you reach a point where there's so much backstory to support this apparently crazy uh, idea. Of course, you know, you're going to get ridicule for it because, you know, people are not everybody who hears what I'm saying is going to come to an event and see the dots connected. So it, it doesn't seem crazy anymore. Okay, but why is it only you that knows what's really going on, David? Um, you say, why is it only me? Uh, 
you, you, the question would be, would be more accurate is it, if you said, why is it only you that's getting it into the public arena? It is not right. only me. Right. Well, if, it, if it was only me, then I'd be saying, why only me? What I've done is taken information given to me by um, insiders on both sides of the Atlantic, uh, intelligence insiders who um, don't like what's going on. Um, uh, I've taken it from people who've had experiences with these non-human entities, uh, people who've been in um, uh, U.S. government mind control projects like MK Ultra, which came to public attention, but only in a tiny way in the 1970s. And I've talked to uh, shaman and other carriers of ancient knowledge in different cultures all over the world who have said from their um, ancient legends and myths what these modern insiders have told me, that they absolutely correlate. And it's this, the virtual entirety of existence is outside of what we can see. And so these, this manipulation, and this again you'll see in, um, in, in the ancient legends and the ancient stories, this manipulation by not just a reptilian uh, f- uh, race form, but by other non-human uh, f- forms, races, whatever you want to call them, operates outside of our visual frequency band in the hidden. Can we get to what that is? Because, you know, we, we have only a limited amount of time on a radio show. And sure. so I feel like we need to talk about this idea that uh, the moon is actually a hollowed out spaceship that's carrying a reptilian race. Is that, is that part of it, that Barack Obama, for example, is a shape-shifting non-human entity? Is that part of this? Well... Again, you know, you you say to me, uh, we have to get I know, to I the point we in, don't in have, a, yeah. because there's not long. Yeah, and I say to you, I talk for ten to twelve hours because there's so much backstory before yeah. all this makes sense. I'm the first one to say it. In terms of the moon, it's just not me saying this. Soviet scientists from the Soviet Academy of Sciences. Um, as far back as 1970, we're writing detailed articles saying the moon makes no sense. It has to be a, a artificial or part artificial um, phenomenon. You've got people um, like scientists at the uh, Smithsonian uh, Organization in America saying the only way to uh, describe the moon or to explain the moon, is that it doesn't exist because it shouldn't be there. You've got um, a body bigger than Pluto that is circling this tiny planet. And but other planets have moons? Are they... No, not, not in the same, not in the same uh, uh, ratio. Right. I'm so sorry we've run out of time, but okay. so many things you've helped me understand, including why you have a 10-hour... Right, exactly. <laughs> no, because, no, because honestly, you have, yeah, you're right. you have given us so much There's context such a back already. Story. And it does make me want to know, hang on, and it wants to. It makes me want to have a moment to get it clear in my head before you move on and all that. I understand why people are coming to your events. Thank you so That's much. Right. The for- whole point of my life is, is, is to alert enough people so it doesn't happen, and I'm confident it won't. But what I do in the talks is I go from A to B to C yeah. to D. Lots of material online if people want to catch up with Endless you Endless amounts. Yeah, yeah. DavidIke.com. Okay. I was scared. I thought, what if I'm a shapeshifter? I don't know I am. Uh, awesome. yeah. yeah, thanks, mate. Hold up. What was that? David Icke. Tons of stuff online if you're interested in what you've heard. I mean, even if you're not, even if you think it's crazy, you've got to agree he's a pretty interesting guy.
And he, he doesn't appear to me to be making millions of dollars out of what he's doing. I think it really is his passion, for better or for worse. I think he really believes what he's doing and what he's saying. Thank you so much to everyone who's gotten in touch with me on my Facebook page with suggestions. I am following those up. There are some amazing, fantastic suggestions coming through for podcast episodes and for people to interview. So thank you so much. Thank you to everyone who's been to iTunes and given us a review and hit some stars for us. Ah, it makes my heart flutter when I see some new people have been there and done that. I'll be back in a fortnight with another episode. See you then. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.